Hey, welcome to the Retro Media Talk Podcast. I'm Steve Montgomery. I'm here with Steve Steve Lego. Lego. He loves his name said, I know. (laughs) And uh, yeah, today we're going back to 1979. Should I say it, Steve, or what? Should I say it? Yeah, should I? (laughs) Because this really is a cult classic. I I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so we're we're going back to 1979. One of the, I think, best gang films out there. You know that that gained a lot of traction. Kind of gained. You know, it's a it's a comic book style gang film i guess that that that, that's what it was uh, meant to be but anyway the plot is the warriors is set in a dystopian version of new york city which actually is probably uh today present time i mean was this was was it supposed to be or was it just supposed to be like modern day new york no um apparently it was it was supposed to be in the future where street gangs rule the night the even though there's always been street gangs there this was like a a future where there was so many of them that they out out you know outnumbered the police by i forget what the percentage was but it was it was a big percentage and uh, the story follows the Warriors, a Coney Island gang falsely accused of killing a gang leader, charismatic gang leader, Cyrus. And they must make their way back to their home turf while being chased and hunted down by rival gangs. So, yeah, they were, it, it's one of those setup movies and, you know, kind of like The Fugitive or something like that. And you got to. You got to uh, try to make it back to their, well, they got to make it back to their turf. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, what was that? Um, was that movie with Bruce Willis where he had that one guy of 28 blocks or 37 blocks? You know what I'm moving Yeah, about? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like one of them deals. Yeah. Yeah. I always love those chase films, you know, like, you know, you're hunted down by, by the police or the, yeah, it was, you know, like The Fugitive. What right. was that other one that came after the fugitive? I, I, I don't know. It was one of those other ones that was kind of like that. But anyway, those those setup movies where they got to kind of prove their innocence or yeah, you know, yeah, hunted down by the cops, the gangs, they're all. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So that that's basically the plot, and uh, came out in '79, directed by Walter Hill, and I was surprised. I don't know about you. Did you look up? Walter Hill's other movies? I didn't actually. Oh, uh, we'll we'll go over those cuz there's a few in there I think you'll like. But um anyway, it was uh they had a budget of 4 million. It was shot on location in New York City. So unlike Escape from New York, this was actually shot in New York City. Lego, you have not seen this film. And now you've seen it for the first time, right? Yes. Okay. So Go ahead and give it to us. What, um, did, what did you think? I think that uh, I mean I it kept me in it kept me interested, right? Yeah. I mean because it was they were constantly moving, right? They yeah. were constantly moving. It's action packed for sure. But honestly, I, I don't I don't get why this is a cult classic. I don't. It's it. I, <laughs> Are you serious? I I don't think it was a good movie at all. Um, really? Mm-mm. 
Oh it was okay. God. I mean, but it was just horrible acting. It was horrible fighting scenes. It was just well, horrible. Well, what you know, they they meant they meant the, the fight scenes to to be like a comic book because that was his um, that was his interpretation, really choreographed type of fighting, um, where you know normally uh, you know getting hit with a bat or something you'd be lying on the ground and not getting up. This was all kind of tongue in cheek, but, but so, I mean, you know, I learned all this watching the special features and, you know, yeah. and, and if you watch the director's cut, there is a lot of, um, you know, it is more comic booky. I don't know which version you watched. Well, I heard that I heard the director's cut only adds one minute to the movie. Yeah, there's a there's an intro with the director on there and and stuff, uh, but yeah, there, it's it's not it's not much, but uh, there there's a there's slight little tweaks in there. Did you see the comic strips? You know, like how it goes scene to scene or whatever. No, I um, you know, you know, after hearing that, I you know, I can see if that was the intention. Then yeah, I could see it kind of being um, okay. You know, if that's what their intention was. Did you really get the impression, though, that that these guys and the Warriors were a tough street gang? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I mean, but I don't think they were they were meant to be. They were, they were kind of underdogs, you know, really outnumbered. There was only nine of them. And what, the, the first guy gets taken out by the uh, cops uh, right off the bat, um, the supposed leader. Well, there was nine of them going to this 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 event, right? Where Cyrus was basically trying Can to. Can you dig, dig it? it. Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> and that and that line has been used right. over and over in different clips and different uh, radio shows. They they've always, you know, I know a radio show locally that uses that clip in their intro. You know, that's one right. mixed in there. It, it's a popular line. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, that guy, well, Cyrus, the leader, he's trying to get the gangs to all kind of join together, you know, in a truce and basically take over the, the city <laughs> because they outnumbered the cops, you know. Right. So, so that was the, the the whole deal. And then. You had the the one ga gang shoot Cyrus and then blame it on the Warriors. Wait, wait, what, what was the point of that, though? I mean, what was the point of them doing that? Killing the guy? Well, and then blaming it on the Warriors. Well, maybe, what was the point? Well, the Warriors just happened to be right there. That was no... They would have blamed on any gang there, you know, but, you know, the Warrior guys happened to be standing right there. And uh, when he saw the guy, you know, whatever, yeah, he just picked him out of the crowd, you know. The Warriors, the Warriors did it. What was his purpose of killing that guy just in general? He just, just because. Didn't he say, why'd you do that? Or, you know, why'd you, ah, you know, just because <laughs> or something. Yeah. I forget the exact line. Maybe they didn't want to have a truce, you know. They wanted to keep everybody rivals. Yeah. You know, who I knows, guess you know. Yeah, I, you know, that guy that, um, that shot, that shot Cyrus. Yeah. Is, uh, that's the guy to play T Bird from The Crow and yep, stuff. Yep, yep. And he, you know, he truly has a very unlikable quality about him. You know what I mean? I, I hated him in The Crow. 
and I couldn't stand him in this movie. <laughs> just something about him, you just want to just like smash his face with a pipe. Right. I mean, right. seriously. David Patrick Kelly. Yeah. Well, what's cool, what's funny about that is, you know, we might as well go to the his famous line in the end. We'll just we'll just go right to it. You know, his his line was Come out you know, and play. Come out and play, yay. Warriors. <laughs> Come out and play, yay. You know, he kept saying that. That was all ad lib. Warriors. Come out to play, yay. The yeah. director didn't even throw Warriors. that in there. He was like saying, you know, uh, come up with something to haunt the Warriors, haunt them or whatever. And I guess David Patrick Kelly saw some uh, some little beer bottles under the, underneath uh, uh, something, grabbed them, and he started doing that little, you know, clanging them together. And that mm-hmm. came to him uh, because this is the this is the funny thing I I found out in the special features. The reason he said that you know come out and play he actually lived in a downtown apartment i think in manhattan or one, or somewhere in new york there i forget where and mm-hmm. he said this guy this creepy guy would always taunt him the same <laughs> that's what he would do he's like david <laughs> come on and play or whatever he said to him so he would taunt him in real life so he's like well shoot i'll just use this in 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 the warriors and taunt them and he didn't know if it was going to be in there but he figured it might make it in there and sure mm-hmm. enough it did i mean it, it was a really pivotal part of the of the film had a little creepy aspect to it you know especially back in the day but um but i mean one thing about that line is i always remembered that line from the first time i saw that film back in the 80s i saw mm. that film somewhere like i think it was on hbo late at night one night or something the first time i watched that film i just loved it i loved the warriors because i love those types of chase movies where you're going from one scene to the next there's no dull moments in that movie even if you think it's a bad movie it still kept you interested you said right right so it kept you interested that's you know that's that's a decent movie. You wanted to, you know, you didn't fall asleep or anything. But right. you know, there's a lot of different things that that happen. I, I mean, th- th- when I was young and watched it, I remember three things about that movie: Warriors, that, and I watched, and I remembered the Baseball Furies, the 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 that little the baseball gang. Yeah, the face always face stuck in my. I always thought they they look creepiest. You know, that as yeah. as a gang, uh, and I always want to. Man, I want to watch that movie again. You know, years later, and then mm-hmm. DVD came out, and uh, I got on DVD, and then I eventually got on Blu-ray. And did you watch it on? Would you watch it on? Did you watch it on like uh, HBO or something, or where was uh, Prime. it? Prime. Watch it on Prime. Oh, Prime. Okay, so was it crystal clear? Because this has been remastered over and over. I mean, it looked pretty good. Yeah. It looks uh, great. I mean, on Blu-ray, I assume they're streaming it, you know, in, in the latest remaster. And one thing I love about the film, I don't know about, about you, I know you don't like the film, but what did you think about the soundtrack? Um, I, I didn't really, honestly, I don't really remember it. Oh, um, you don't? 
Okay. I remember the real songs playing. You know, like the, yeah, the, like the end song with what the Eagles wasn't the Eagles or Joe Walsh. I think it was Joe Walsh. And then the Eagles re-recorded that, right, or something? I think that um, was. I don't know. Something like that. And yeah. then all the songs, all the songs that the the DJ would be oh, yeah, playing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Speaking that was the songs, though. And uh, uh, you know the whole Warriors come out and play thing. You know, um, the Twisted Sister used that. You know, on one of their albums. Oh, they did. And uh, D. Snyder did the same thing. He he did he banged the beer bottles together and he went twisted sister no. come out and play <laughs> for the song come out and play. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's funny. Yeah. It, uh, well, it says um, in the city. In the city was a song. Walsh. Yeah, Joe Walsh. Okay. And but it says here original end scene the Eagles. So one of my favorite scenes of Cold Sun. I don't know what what's going on. Did Joe Walsh write it and the Eagles recorded it? I don't know anything about Joe Walsh or the Eagles. <laughs> oh my God, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna sound so stupid on here because I have no idea in the city Joe Walsh song. Okay, here let's go to Wikipedia real quick. In the city is a rock song written written by Barry D. Vorzen. Oh, he was the uh, the composer on the Warriors and Joe Walsh. So Barry DeVorzen wrote the score to the Warriors and he co-wrote, I guess, with uh, Joe Walsh. It was the first recorded by Walsh and released on the soundtrack for the 19 film, 1979 film, The Warriors. Another version of the song recorded by Walsh's band, The Eagles, was included on their long run. Hmm. album released the same year so joe walsh must must have been in the eagles <laughs> uh that's weird how did i see i'm not you know i'm i was never i mean i like the eagles music but uh i i never i couldn't tell you who was in it i guess yeah um glenn fry the only one i know who else uh, uh yeah i don't know <laughs> God, that sounds. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It sounds Joseph was, Fiddler Walsh, American guitar, guitar singer, songwriter. He yep. has been a member of three successful bands. Okay, James Gang, Eagles, and Ringo Starr. Okay, all right. So we might get a little heat for not knowing that, but oh well. Well, that wasn't my that wasn't my genre. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I knew Joe Walsh, but I, I guess I just didn't know he was in the Eagles. <laughs> That's terrible, but oh, brother. Well, anyway, moving on from that, when the Warriors came out, did you know the backstory of what happened? And see, it, it it was doing great at the box office, and in a matter of fact. I think it shot to number one or close to, or I, I don't know. The according to special features, um, they said it went to number one. I don't know where if that was U.S. based. I don't know. They were get, having a lot of problems with gangs showing up to watch the film, and there was a ton of uh, different uh, incidents that happened, and then the uh, studio stopped marketing the film that didn't stop it word of mouth just made it go further and then they pulled it i guess they pulled it and i don't know if it was all those 
all the uh, cities, but I know for one, they banned it in Liverpool, England, and Boston, Massachusetts, Fresno, California. There was a, well, it says the Warriors were not officially banned in Fresno. However, after a shooting incident occurred at a theater during a screening, the film was pulled from theaters as a precautionary measure. And then uh, the film said the film was not officially banned in Boston, but after some incidents of violence and vandalism occurring during screenings, many theaters in the city chose to stop showing the film voluntarily. And then the film was all out banned in Liverpool by the city chief constable due to concerns about potential violence and public disorder. The ban lasted for several years. And, you know, according to them, it, it, it was going across the whole country. That's mm. how that's how interesting <laughs> the, the, the effect of this movie had on uh, on, uh, I, I guess, reality. You know, the gangs were showing up and I, I had no idea. I, I didn't know the movie when it came out in 79. I don't remember it coming out in 79. Do you? Uh, no, I never heard of it. I just knew, like, in the 80s, when I ran across it by accident, I guess, on HBO, it sounded interesting, and then I found out about the movie. But when it was released, I, I didn't even know anything about it in 79. It's crazy. Brickhouse Nutrition offers an array of workout essentials, like foundation, a great muscle-building formula. Fight muscle fatigue and increase your workout endurance. Foundation combines creatine and ATP to increase nutrient and oxygen delivery. This helps the body work out longer and recover faster. Creatine supplements and ATP supplements are backed by studies that prove they help with lean mass and strength individually. Foundation is known to pack on muscle naturally. Use our special coupon code HEALTHYLIFE to get a maximum discount. Coupon code HEALTHYLIFE. HEALTHYLIFE. Let's go over some of Walter Hill's other films because I want I want you to see if you liked any of his other films. Okay. So he did a film in '78 called The Driver, which I never seen. They had Bruce Dern in it. He did Hard Times with uh, Charles Bronson. I think I seen it, but I don't know for sure. But then if you go to 81, I, I think you may have heard of this one or seen it, Southern Comfort. Do you remember yes. that one? Okay. It was about the National Guard and the swaps of Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. They did 48 Hours. With Nick Nolte? Nick Nolte and what was the other guy? Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 48 Hours. And then he did another 48 Hours, too. He did both those. Now another film that I really loved, and it was a, it came out in '84, and it starred Diane Lane, and it had uh, oh shoot Michael Pere. Do you remember Streets of Fire at all? I I never I never seen it. No. Oh okay, it's a great one. It's like a rock. They call it a rock fantasy, but it, it's cool, man. It's got uh, uh, it's got some. Uh, what's that guy? A creepy looking guy that's in a lot of. He, I don't know. I can't remember his name off offhand. 
but it's cool, man. It's kind of, um, it's a really, it, it has some good songs too. Uh, Diane Lane was like this rock chick rock singer, you know, and mm. you'll, you'll have to check it out sometime. We, we, we may have to do that, uh, eventually, you know, uh, but then there was Brewster's Millions that came out in 85. Richard Pryor. Yeah, right. Richard Pryor. That was a good one. And I know you had to like this one, Crossroads. Was it the Ralph Macchio one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> okay. What about Extreme Prejudice? You remember that one at all? Uh, now, when you're saying that he he directed these? Or yeah. He... The, yeah, the, yeah. He produced a lot of movies. Produ- he was producer and writer and stuff, but these are the ones that he directed. Okay. It if sounds I'm, familiar, Extreme Prejudice. Oh, uh, that Nolte. had Nick Nolte, too, I think. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen that one. It's a good one. Um, Powers Booth was in it. Came out in 87. Uh, that was a good one. Okay, I know you've seen this one, damn it. <laughs> Red Heat with well, Arnold. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, see, all right. <laughs> see, seen every Arnold movie ever a hundred yeah. times. Okay, yeah. So Red Heat with uh, James Belushi was in that one. Trespass. I think that had, uh, I don't know. I can't remember much of that that movie. But it came out in ninety two. Had uh Well you skip that? one that we that we oh no you didn't talk, you didn't skip it. Um It's coming up. Okay. I think. If we're on the same thing. Well, uh Trespass had that rapper in there that played. Yeah, uh, I, it, it wasn't Ice T uh, or something. Ice T yeah. and uh, Estevez was in that too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. And one was, I haven't seen. That was kind of a Warriors esh yeah, right. Type movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that in years. I, I got to revisit that one. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I saw I saw that at the theater. If you can believe it. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah I am shocked. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I haven't seen this one, but you probably have. Ninety-five Wild Bill. Yeah, we were talking about that when we did the I know. movie. And I never it's seen it. It's really, really good movie. Really good movie. Um, I highly recommend that one. And I, I see right before that he did Geronimo, American Legend. That's a really good movie as well. Did he direct that one? Yeah, Geronimo. Yep. Oh, shoot. Uh, that so he, make, yeah, so he's, he's, done, he's done some pretty good ones. Yeah, he did Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis, which mm-hmm. is a great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. That had Walken in it too, right? Wasn't it uh, Christopher Walken and uh, Bruce Willis? Yeah. Took place in like the 30s or 40s or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that at the theater as well. Um, he also got an award for Deadwood. I think he directed some episodes. One episode episodes. of Deadwood, yeah. Was it one episode? That's it? Yeah. wonder why he got an award. And he did Bullet to the Head, which that's yes. a Stallone movie, Stallone. right? Stallone, yeah. That was pretty good. I, I I liked it. Primetime Emmy Award for Broken Trail, which I have not seen. Miniseries, a Western miniseries. I haven't I seen have, that one. I have seen that. Have the, you? Yeah. Yeah, he was a 2004 winner, a Primetime Emmy Award winner for Deadwood. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Geronimo. Yeah, I see that. So he won a Bronze Wrangler Award, Western Heritage Award. Hmm. So interesting. So the guy's been around, and he's still alive, so that's cool. And he he actually, um, yeah, he's done some stuff, and he even did uh, he did the story for Aliens and Alien 3. Yeah. Did he stuff. write that? Yeah. 
I saw him as a producer, but yeah, I guess I didn't see all the stuff he wrote. He did the screenplay for The Getaway. Oh wow, that's that one was with a good the movie. Baldwin and Kidman. Yeah, or wasn't it? Wasn't it Kidman? Yeah, or Bassinger, Kim Bassinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's an executive producer on Tales from the Crypt. He's definitely the uh, most um, accomplished person from the Warriors. Honestly, I mean a lot. A lot of other people didn't do a whole heck. Well, one guy did, uh, but everybody else didn't do much. Right. Uh, I and, saw you that. Know. Yeah. Oh, that guy I was telling you about, uh, uh-huh. Streets of Fire. I was trying to remember his, you know, name. You know, he's he's, uh-huh. he's such a creepy looking guy. William Defoe. Oh, Willem uh, Defoe, the one Willem. we were talking about yeah. before. Yeah, yes. he was in Streets of Fire, and I just saw it. He's on this. He's in this western that he did in 2022 called uh, Dead for a Dollar. And Willem Defoe is in that with Christopher Waltz. So that might be something you you might want to check out because, you you know, you like westerns and stuff like that. And that came out in 2022. But, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, I was looking at some of the guys as um, where they are now. And let's go over that since you brought it up because, uh, you know, some of them – haven't done a, a whole lot, but Michael Beck, who plays kind of the 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 second leader, you know the the yeah you know Swan, you know he's a he's a he's a big Christian now, you know, and he does um he's he's cool man, he's a cool guy. He does a lot of audiobooks, but he hasn't done much in the Hollywood scene uh, yeah. for a long the, time. I, I I when I started watching the movie and I was like. Who is that guy? And I was like, is he a Gib? You know, like one of yeah, the Gib brothers. Yeah, he looks like it, doesn't he? <laughs> and then I, I, as I started watching, I was like, you know what? That's the guy that was in Xanadu yeah. with Olivia Newton-John. Sonny Malone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got. He won a, I think he won a Worst Actor Award, a Razzie or something for that. Yeah, he, he, he actually won an award for acting, and it was like the Worst Acting Award. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, man. I don't know if that was if that was the movie. I think it was. There was this short he was in that came out in 2015, which I want to see. Yeah, I do too. I want to see it as well. Yeah, Last Subway Ride Home, The Warriors' Last Subway Ride Home. I don't know where to find it. I, I guess I, I guess we we just got to search for it and see. I don't know if it's a paid thing or a free thing to watch. I don't know. Uh, I I forgot about it. I remember. It being advertised somewhere, maybe on Facebook or something, and I, I never did go back and and try to find that. He's done a lot of TV and stuff appearances, but yeah, yeah nothing really much after 2015. It looks like he records John Grisham books, Grissom, mm. Grissom or Grisham. I don't know how you say it. Uh, and he's done, he's done. Uh, Everything from 2005 to 2023, he's do, done an audiobook. So he's, he's busy recording audiobooks, I guess. The other, the other guy, let's see, uh, Terry Michos, Michos, I guess, Vermin, plays Vermin. He's still alive. I briefly looked at their, what, you know, what they're doing. And mm-hmm. if they were interesting, I, I wrote it down. But yeah, he didn't really do it. A lot of, he didn't do anything, and the cowboy dude didn't really do anything. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's really weird, though, is Cleon, 
you know, Dorsey Wright, the guy that plays Cleon, he's yeah. still alive, but he works for the New York Transit Authority and does voiceovers for television and radio commercials. That's what he does. And he also played himself, I guess, in the video game version of The Warriors that came out in like 2005, I think. Yeah. Uh, which I have that game. It's It was pretty fun. It was fun playing playing the Warriors. What was that on like play was that on PlayStation two? Um I think I think it was. I think I had it for Xbox. Mm. Uh original Xbox, I think. Does that sound right? Or was yeah, it Yeah, but well yeah. that was eighteen years ago, so probably. Yeah, right? yeah. Now the saddest story is Rembrandt. You know, the guy that tags the uh Warriors yeah. symbol. Yeah. Did you read that? Yeah, he died young from AIDS, yeah. Yeah, AIDS-related cancer at 28 years old in 1986. I was like, man, that's that sucks, dude. That's that's too bad. And he and he must have went quick uh, because he did a um, he did an after-school special or something like in '86. Really? I was reading. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that was too bad. That was sad. Deborah uh, Gay Van Valkum Burr, who plays Mer- Mercy. Yeah, you know, she was a lot of stuff. She yeah, was. She was. She was in Streets of Fire too. I forgot. You know, she's still alive. She still does stuff. I, she's probably uh, the most active. Don't you think? No, I, I think I think James Remar is. Oh, James Remar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ajax. He's, yeah. He's the he's the biggest star probably out of the whole. Uh, yeah. Crop. And that's one thing about the director. He said the biggest disappointment uh, overall is is taking him out early. Yeah, he's an asshole. I didn't like him. Well, yeah, that was his role. He was an unlikable guy in there. But let's see. What's the other one? Davis Harris, uh, Cochise, played Cochise. He's still alive. Brian Tyler, Snow, he's still alive. Now, that guy got taken out kind of early. He, you know, he was the guy that got thrown on the tracks. On the tracks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The guy you were talking about, Cowboy, played Cowboy. He's still alive. Um. Now Roger Hill, that played Cyrus from the opposing gang, you know the yeah. gang leader, he died in 2014 at 64. And then the the probably the biggest other actor is David Patrick Kelly that we were talking about, right? Who was in the the gang, the Rogues, who who you know taunted the Warriors in the end, and then uh, well, got got it got his in the end from uh you know setting up the warriors he got he got uh his little uh punishment i won't give yeah. it away because a lot of people probably haven't seen the film he he got a lot of uh he got a lot of roles from this role and then you know of course like you were saying he played t-bird in the crow so he was another he had that same annoying what character i guess i should yeah. say did you find any connecting points to, you know what? No, I did not. Oh my God, you failed me. <laughs> I, I was talking. I was talking to Gallus earlier. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do the Warriors. He don't think he's seen the film either. I said, I said, I bet, I bet he somehow finds a connection with the Six Million Dollar Man. I can't wait to, to see if he. Uh, connects the dot somewhere if somebody was in the uh, an episode or something you just couldn't find any huh 
No, I couldn't find, uh, you know, the thing about it is you, you, you know, there's always a direct connection, right? Like yeah. somebody that actually starred in the show, but, right. you know, it could be like a director or whatever, but I didn't really, I didn't really look that far, but none of the actors did. Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought, because you got to think, you know, this was 79, uh, $6 million man was over in 78. So a lot of these guys would have had to have been like a almost like a teenager in their 20s so i didn't really remember them you know and the rest of the actors just they weren't none of these people were really big actors you know what i mean so it's just like you wouldn't uh the chances of them being in the in in the in the tv program at that time is pretty slim yeah but yeah i looked and i didn't none of them look familiar to me yeah and i thought the only chance maybe you know, it might have been uh, that James Remar, but um, no, wasn't the case. And I'm surprised Walter Hill hadn't had some connection with with Six Million Dollar Man or something. You know, maybe worked on something for it, or you know, because he was in the business for yeah for a, for a while. I don't know what he. Well, I I did read what he did before. It wasn't even in the it wasn't even in the movie business. I forget now, but I thought every movie we do, you're going to find some connection. Yeah, actually. Now, tomorrow, you'll find out there's some. (laughs) Believe me, if I find out, there will be an update. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, update us. There's probably a relative of somebody. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, there's quite a few movies that uh, you know we we reviewed that um, I had I hadn't done that for you know. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, you're, you're most on likely. a good streak, though. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was. So it blows my blows my theory that everything is connected to the six million dollar man. Ah, oh, man. Well, we'll 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 keep fishing. Maybe there's something, and you can redeem yourself on this one. Let's but we and we did, but we didn't talk about James Remar. I mean, this this guy is a huge. Oh star. yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Tell us all about him, man. I I know you. He's got a big history. Go ahead. He does. He does. And, and and he's one of those guys like where he's not like, you know, he's not like this big huge movie star, but he has done so many. I mean, I mean, he's been working nonstop basically since, you know, 79. I mean, the guy hasn't let up. Yeah. And um you know, I you know, various TV, uh, you know, he was in Hill Street Blues, 48 Hours, The Cotton Club, Miami Vice, Clan of the K-Bear. Have you ever seen that with uh, um, that caveman movie with uh, uh, Daryl Hannah? It was pretty, it was pretty sweet. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I have. Long time ago, probably when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, the Equalizer, The Hitchhiker. He was in The Equalizer, the, the yeah. 80s one? Yep. Oh, cool. He was a drugstore cowboy with uh, Matt Dillon. Have you ever seen that? Um, huh. He was in Tales of the Dark Side, the movie. Oh, cool. Tales from the Crypt. He was in that. Um, he's just been in a lot, a lot of uh, Judge Dredd. I mean, Wild Bill. So, you know, he yeah. must have some kind of rapport with The Quest, with Van Damme. You know, he's, he usually plays like a jerk. Hellraiser. Yeah, so, I mean, Nash Bridges. I mean, he's, yeah, he's done. I mean, X-Files, he's been in all, uh, Twilight Zone. Hmm. I mean, the guy's done a ton of stuff, ton of stuff. Wow. Battlestar Galactica, you name it. Yeah, so, I mean, he was definitely the one that, you know, never, like, became a huge movie star, but, I mean, the guy literally, from 79 to the present, 
he has been working. I don't think he's missed a year. I mean, I knew he was a big star, you know, but you know, when you look at him, you you instantly recognize him from other stuff. I mean, right. you, you do, you know. Michael Beck, I I thought he had done more than what he did. Right. Just because he he looks familiar. Yeah, he looks like yeah, he looks like a Gib guy. Yeah, from the, the, the Gib, disco I mean, era. Yeah, you know? he totally, totally, totally has that in, that look. Like, oh, this guy's been in a ton of stuff. You know, he you know he has. Right. But yeah, I was surprised that uh, you know he hasn't been in a lot of big uh, bigger projects. You know, I, I I was hoping you would have said, uh, I love the film, dude. It was awesome. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, you know maybe because I saw it when I was younger, uh, you know, it brings back good memories, and uh, you know, I always loved the, the the film. But I I get it as a, uh, it's not supposed to be taken like like super serious. Like this is a violent gang film. Yeah, I mean, I guess probably another reason too that I didn't care for it is that. Um, you know, it's it's been hyped up by you and uh, and other and other people as like this, like this, you know, iconic type of a movie. Yeah. So when you go into it thinking what well, you're going to see something special, yeah, and it's not that great. <laughs> now it was based like, on a novel. Hey guys, what's up? This is Steve Montgomery from Retro Media Talk. Hey, I just want to let you know I got a new album out called Night Sky. If you like ambient, cinematic type music, a little synth wave mixed in with uh, some of the tracks, hey, check it out. It's available on Bandcamp, Amazon, Spotify, and some other outlets. I also have a physical CD that you can order through the link in the podcast description wherever you're listening to. Thank you so much for your support. Steve Montgomery, Night Sky, out now. I mean, this was a book in I mean, 1965. I mean, they've been, I read they're talking about, they were talking about remaking this. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen because I think I think they're going to do like a uh, a TV series. Oh, instead. really? Wow! But um, but if but if they were to remake the movie itself, um, you know, and they did it a little bit more serious, I think mm-hmm. it would be a great movie. You know what I mean? Oh, but it's yeah. Just, yeah, sure. But I just think that um, you know, I just wasn't. Uh, it, I guess it was par for the course for movies back then, 79, but I mean it just like it just wasn't um it just wasn't very realistic to me. But, you know, now that I know that it was supposed to be kind of like, you know, n- you know, not quite you know, as serious. Yeah. See, if you watched the director's cut of it and you saw the comic strip kind of transitions, you'd probably yeah. understand a lot more about what he his image was for the film. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't absolutely horrible. I mean, I did, when it was over, I wasn't like, oh, I'll never get that two hours back in my life. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Like I said, you know, it, it kept me it, it kept me interested. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it, the pacing of the movie, you know, it you know they're constantly moving forward to try to get you know where they're going and stuff like that. So I mean, it kept me interested and stuff like that. But it, you know, it just yeah. wasn't wasn't what I was expecting. 
That's what I liked about listening to Walter Hill explain the movie. He wanted it to be a constant pace. No no slow parts. Just constant one thing after the other. Never stop. And I like that about that. You know, I like that vision because I love movies that are just nonstop. When I was watching the special features, the, the, the fact is, you know, there were some things in there that they, uh, you know, that probably would cross the line for uh, politically correctness, you know, in that film. Yeah. One, one, of the, one of the lines I liked, and I'm trying to find it, but it was something, it was, it was, it was, it was Ramar. James Ramar, he said to that fear, the one of the Furies, I'm going to take that baseball bat. And of course, I can't find the line right now, but it's shove it so far up your ass that you'll become a, that you'll be a popsicle or something. Do you remember yeah, that yeah. line? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He got that line from some, some magazine or something in, uh, I don't know if it was a baseball magazine or something, but yeah, he actually took that line for something else. And I guess that was kind of ad-libbed. Ronald Reagan was a fan of the film. He was? And, yeah. And oh, wow. He, he, uh, he even called uh, Michael Beck to tell him that he had screened it at, at Camp David and, and he uh, he enjoyed the movie. Really? Wow. That's well, a, that's awesome. Me and, me and Nancy, we sat at <laughs> Camp David and... Uh, <laughs> Well, it was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's surprising. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. The line was, "I'm gonna shove that bat up your ass and turn you turn you into a popsicle." I'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. So, in your opinion, then, because I know you've seen this movie, would you would you say that this movie is better than The Wanderers? You know, I I just saw The Wanderers recently. That within the last six months, uh-huh. I would say I loved it. Yeah, it's a good I, movie. It is a great movie. It's, it's a different kind of a movie. Well, it's but... a more serious. You know, it's it's a more of an outsiders type, right. something like that. And I love the Warrior uh, Wanderers. Well, it's a different time period for one. The funny thing about the Wanderers, they knew the Wanderers was coming out. When they were doing the Warriors, there's, mm-hmm. I don't know how they how they know that you know another gang movie was in production, and they and they they worked so hard night and day, like seven days a week, some some days or, or whatever, to try to beat the Wanderers. Now I don't know what the Wanderers, what kind of impact that had, but that was another film I, never, I didn't even know came out back then. Yeah, me either. I, I, but I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd seen that and not seen the Warriors because my, yeah. my dad liked, my dad liked those type of movies because it was, it took place in like the the '60s kind of when yeah. he was growing up. So yeah, he 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 was a big fan of that movie. So I'd seen that like quite a few times. But yeah, it's a different era. So yeah, I don't think it really had a big effect on. Plus, it uh, had meat in it. How could you not like it? Meat did from it, Porky's. Did it have meat in it? Yeah. I, knew, I knew it had the. <laughs> he was the guy that you know he kind of he kind of protected that dude. You know he was living in the same apartments. Well, Ken Wall. You know, I, yeah. did we talk about the Wanderers? I think no, we didn't. We didn't. Why did I think we talked about Ken Wall before? 
Um, and we looked him up and it was in the and he was in the wanderers and that's why i went that's why i looked for the wanderers to see because we were talking about ken wall i believe in one of those movies hmm. yeah i'm 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 almost positive i can't think of a movie we've covered that had ken wall in it oh so. he was in the wise guy because you said you watched the wise guy oh yeah wise guy the show. yeah i love that show and yeah. and uh somehow we were talking about ken wall I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I'll tell you, um, I'll have to go back. I might watch that tonight when we're done, actually. Oh, they and they they remastered the whole the whole picture, man. Karen Allen's in it, remember? Yep. Uh, we talked about her in tons of movies, like you know Raiders and everything else. Uh, yeah, she's in it. Um, what is the guy name? What, what, what's Meat's name? Crap, uh, I don't even remember that. Let me look it up. Right oh here. man, it's bugging me. Uh, Tony Ganios. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what his character was. His character's name in there, but yeah. So uh, great g- gang movie for older sixties. Uh, was it sixties or fifties? That was it. Was sixty three? Sixty three. Yeah. Okay. And that was in New York too. So yes. that's weird. So you had the Wanderers and the Warriors both started with a W in their main in their main uh, wording, and uh, they're both set in New York. How does that happen? What are some of your favorite gang movies? Like, uh, you know, The Outsiders. You, you liked that one, didn't you? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Gangs of New York. Well, yeah, that one. Uh, you know, like Goodfellas and. Those are more mobster gangster movies, but uh, uh, what was that one with uh, Kevin Costner? The uh, uh, oh man, Kevin Costner, yeah. Uh, let's see, Wa- let's... Waterworld, no, and <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> it was a it was a gangster movie, you know, not the oh, the, the Untouchables, Untouchables, yeah. So you had gangster and then you had gang movies, you know. But yeah, of course, The Godfather, The Departed. Let's yeah, but those see. are kind of those are gangster yeah, they're, movies. They're not. They're not. They're not street gang yeah. movies. So what are the great? What are the big street gang movies? Like Colors, I guess. Colors would have been a pretty serious one in the late '80s, wasn't it? Or was it mid '80s? You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with uh, uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn and. Uh, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good movie back then. Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I've ever seen that one. It's a good movie, actually. Really, really, really is. Um, definitely uh, check that out. Give it a shot. I was. It wasn't something that I was interested in seeing either. But uh-huh. uh, one day I ended up watching it, and I was like, "This is a pretty damn good movie." Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's more. I just can't think of. Uh, I, I I think I think we think there's a lot more than there really is. Uh, um, there was like Rumblefish. Ever seen Rumblefish? Oh yeah, Matt Dillon. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good one. Menace to Society is another one. I have yeah. not seen that one. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that either. New New Jack City. That's another one. I I don't know if I ever seen that one. I don't know. I know what that that one came out what nineties or something or was it eighties? I don't even know. Probably the nineties. 
But yeah, like like straight up gangs. There's not a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, the rest of them they're all they're all like mafia, gangster, like gangster yeah. type. Now I Which, like a lot of those movies. Yeah, I love. Type, I, I mean, yeah. I love. I love those movies. Yeah, they're highly entertaining. I mean, you know, we could go go on and on about those movies, but yeah, um, that's that's one of the best for sure. Yeah, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Yep, that was sad. I was just reading uh, the other day where they they finally released like his cause of death and stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he just had horribly clogged arteries. Really. Hmm. Yeah, so that was that that contributed to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether you know he had horribly clogged arteries and you know his, you know, he had a clot or something that couldn't travel through, I, I don't know, but that's yeah. that's what they they said that's what they believed he wanted to hmm. cardiac arrest or whatever, had a heart attack and uh-huh. died died in his sleep. He had family around this area. I forget what it was. Yeah, because you, t- you told me that he would, like, you know, every once in a while be in town there. Yeah. Good friend of mine used to manage the blockbuster, Don, and he would tell me that, you know, his I don't know if his mother-in-law or something would come in there. I'm sure if we looked it up, we could probably find it. Oh, here it is. First uh, article. Ray Liotta visited Peoria, Illinois over the years. This is a from uh, the Peoria Journal Star. Ray Liotta. Ah, stupid ads popping up on my face. Oh, this is a recent article. After he died. Oh yeah, dude. He he mar- he was married at the time to former Michelle Messer, a Richwoods high school graduate. And she was uh older than me. I don't know when she I, I looked at her up before. And I think she works in Hollywood or something, I don't know. But yeah, her family must be from here then. That so yeah, I guess it was it probably was the mother in law or something that he would come down and visit. Something like that. But yeah, Michelle Grace. I guess she changed her name. Then went on on to a career. Or maybe that was her name and then it went to Messer. I don't know. Went on to a career as an actress and film producer, meeting and marrying Lyota in 97. She worked on several of his films. They had a daughter together, Carson, and later divorced in 2004. Lyota's grace role was Henry Hill on In Goodfellas. And he died in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, that's that's strange. I know we went off track a little bit there, but... Uh, but well, we, well, it's because where Ray Lyota was in The Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Goodfellas was inspired by the Warriors. No. <laughs> yes. Hey guys, are you looking to get healthy? How about getting healthy naturally? Your body needs 90 essential nutrients, 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and three essential fatty acids. And the easiest way to get those nutrients into your body is to get the Healthy Body Start Pack. Go over to naturalhealthagenda.com and check out the awesome supplements that Longevity has to offer. Also, guys, after 90 days of trying the products years ago, I decided to become a distributor because Longevity gives you the power to become your own boss and to start your own business. I wanted to help others, so after healing my ailments naturally, I wanted to help other people. 
by becoming a distributor, I was able to share my knowledge to friends, family, and whoever wanted to listen. So drop Big Pharma, try something natural for a change. Go to naturalhealthagenda.com, naturalhealthagenda.com, and see what the power of nutrition can do for you. So if you have not seen The Warriors, please check it out. It's and, worth uh, watching. It's and, worth watching one time if you haven't seen it before. Yeah, well, that's cool. At least you, at least you gave it a slight endorsement. There you go. So anyways, please subscribe to the podcast somewhere. And if you can, please review it. Reviews always help. Maybe maybe not if you hate it, but <laughs> Right. <laughs> but if you slightly like some of the uh some of the con- content, yeah, give it a I give mean, it a review yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, even if you only like hearing my sexy voice. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, you can say that. You know, you can say the movie sucks. We sound like idiots, but this yeah. guy has just a smooth, sexy yeah. voice. Hey, you know, I'll take that. There you go. That's what my wife tells me. Well, yeah, man, you got a sexy voice. Sure. I just ramble. Say um too much. Your uh, <laughs> your ums and my you knows. You know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I do that too, man. You know? Oh, wait, don't I do, you know? Or. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I know I do it. I hear it and it freaking drives me nuts. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, sometimes I I just can't listen to myself, man. Yeah, just, I don't. I don't like. I listen to the podcast. You know, uh, every every time after you, you you publish them, and I don't really notice uh, any quirks about about you. But boy, I I, I notice every one of mine. <laughs> Are you serious? Because I know I'm like rambling all kinds of crap. I'm like I'm not leaving that in there. But when I listen to you, I'm like, well, shoot, man, you sound good. <laughs> yeah, people are most critical of themselves. That's just a general rule of thumb, I think. Yeah. Although yeah. I am critical of other people. I'm most critical, obviously, of myself, and I think most people are. People don't like pictures of themselves. People don't right. like the way they sound. Yeah. You know, it's just people just are, I guess, insecure about their, their themselves in, in certain ways. And so, yeah, you're, you're always going to nitpick. I, I nitpick it. I'm like, I'm like, it drives me nuts because I'm like, I feel like I'm stuttering or I'm dragging stuff out. I'm like, oh, you know, it's, uh, uh, well, uh, and I can't spit it out. Yeah, sometimes it's like, who would listen to this podcast? We sound like idiots. Well, that, and when I'm listening to myself, I'll have a, like, a, sometimes I'll have a long pause. And I'll see that in the uh, audio file. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta cut that. <laughs> your, your your editing's pretty good because I don't really notice. I mean, I'll notice like when whole like sections of our conversation are missing. But like when you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, when, yeah, when you're snipping out just a little bit here and there, I, I never I never notice it. So you're like, I know we talked about that, and it's out. <laughs> right. I know. Well, keep in mind, I got the full unedited versions. It'll be in our box set. Yeah, box set. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're editing down a podcast that went a, you know, an hour and a half or whatever down to. Maybe we'll offer those to our premium subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for uh, listening to the uh, podcast. Please subscribe wherever. The easiest way is just go to RetroMediaTalk.com. Find all the links there to the shows. (laughs) Can you You dig dig it? it? Can you dig it? One, two, three.